0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: i fight you. I'll fight myself. I'm All powers to the people. All powers to oppress people. African power to an African people and black power. Um, it's your brother Yang and Kuma. I hope I can be heard. Am I?
0: Like All
1: powers to the people You know what We did a <laughs> All powers to oppress people African power to an African people in black power We did a whole show And now You can hear us now Chief War Now we just did a whole show That was not recorded So
0: how is that possible?
1: <laughs> it is possible. Okay. It is possible. Uh, well, welcome to the show. Man, y'all missed a good conversation. <laughs> y'all missed a good conversation. While we listen, this is why we're going to start a recruiting and we're looking for tech savvy. Um, welcome to the show, man. And, and just to retouch. we're talking about, we're talking about this is five on the black hand side where it's open topic and discussion and open and, and open forum. Uh, and we're talking about issues. We were having a whole conversation on the whole, we started with the graduation season. Let's start back there. Would you mind? You, you mind going back
0: seven? Absolutely not. It was, it was an awesome show. Please. Yeah. It
1: was an awesome show. Absolutely. Let's go back to the old graduation season. I was making the, um, comment that during this month this is graduation month and you can feel the energy man you can feel the excitement uh but it sent me to thinking about the future for our young people and we were talking about the specifics and I want seven to go back in that specific about just you know I was talking about my bonus boy and how um he's going to high school now man i mean wow and you know from coming into his life at 2 into Seeing him now to see him t- to becoming a young man uh what they call it adolescence adult lessons to learn his adult lessons and to watch his voice change and him to you know f- fumble and try to figure things out on his own is amazing, but it began to make me wonder have i have I prepared him enough? Have I prepared him enough for what he has to face as a black man in society, and what is too much? like seven had chimed in you know what is the borderline of creating a paranoia hell we we're, we we're, we're african in america we already suffer from post trauma some call it post traumatic slave disorder post traumatic uh stress disorder but it's some type of traumatic disorder so you know what is when is too much when is the breaking point you know and i look at my my you, you know like my other bonus boy you know you look at uh uh talib mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying uh and, you know, when do you, who is, like you said, you know, honky dory carefree.
0: Right, right. You know he, what I'm saying? He definitely does not walk with a level of protectiveness about himself. Mm-hmm. He, he's very open. He is um, friends with everyone. You know, he is uh, the Mexican magnet. He, you know, this is just who this child is. Yeah. If there is an other person in the room he is going to talk to this other person, and because yeah. he's extremely comfortable and confident like that, and I'm I'm so happy that he's com- comfortable. At the same time, I wonder, you know, what happens when everybody in the room's not comfortable with you?
1: What happens mm-hmm. when
0: you start to look intimidating? Because at 13, he's five six and two twenty. So what does that what is that going to look like? at fifteen, what is that gonna look like at eighteen as you know, as he continues to to get his man weight on as he gets more size on him. What is that gonna look like? And um this is Mr Free Spirit right here and he doesn't look like that. You know, yeah. he looks like right now at thirteen, he looks like a man with locks and saggy pants. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And there's already a, a, a stereotype of that out there, and the media has told us that this is someone to fear. This child, there's nothing to fear about this child. He is, well, maybe, but, you know, in general, there's nothing to fear about this child because he is is not violent. He, you know, didn't grow up in no hoods. He don't know nothing about that, okay? Um, But yet he likes to bounce music when he wants to. He should be allowed to wear a hoodie if he wants to without having this stereotype of, oh, my goodness, he's a you know big black dude wearing a hoodie. So what? So what? So, you know, um, media has taught us and trained us to be fearful of this, you know, and there's nothing to fear, and we have to get out of that idea of thinking that our African-American males are, are something to be feared. So as they're growing up, every graduation means, you know they've they've reached a new level they're on a new mm-hmm. plane of understanding.
1: Mm-hmm. people are
0: receiving them differently, so it's like you know how do you as a parent help them adjust to everyone else's ideas, fears concerns whatever
1: and and that's the listen but look how traumatic is that? why yeah. do you, you know you you're looking at we're asking our children to be yeah other than who they feel but hell who are they you know but we're asking them to be we're asking them to really live their whole life the black man the black woman has living that has lived their whole existence in america being conformist yeah. always living on the mi too black yeah. can you imagine i don't think anyone has knows what type of bird no other race outside of us knows what type of burden that is to carry to wonder if you're too much of yourself. Am I too mm-hmm. black?
0: An Arab might know what you're talking about. But I'm yeah. yeah, you might be right. <laughs> you might be right because
1: I even discriminate. Yeah, I was on the bus one day, brother, got to talk a little too bad. Lie, brother. Don't use that bathroom too many more times. you got two times, brother. Yeah, you know, I know I'm not right. But, uh, yeah.
0: uh, but outside of them Yeah, you might be right.
1: <laughs> I forgot
0: about
1: it. I forgot about it. I forgot about that. That's been ruined for all of them, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. But you know what? That's yeah. because something has happened, okay. Yeah, that's put them right. something you gotta be happened. Pr- yes. And we can see that and we know that and it's very it's very close to our understanding. And, you know, not enough time has gone by. And so, you know, this is when we're talking about, you know, having this African-American experience. We have Mm -hmm. to make sure that we're not doing the same thing. We can't give them reasons to say, you know, oh, but look at what they did. Oh, look at what they're doing, you know. Look at what they're doing Mm -hmm. to themselves, you know. So we have Mm -hmm. to begin to change that programming, you know. Mm -hmm. And, of course, that takes time, it takes energy, it takes intentionality. And it's not about conforming to them, it's about living up to the highest of ourselves. You know, we're, we're not we're not all vibrating on this high woke energy. And we need to we need to we need to really make it a mission of saying, Okay, look, we're not going to accept low level behavior anymore. I know you can do better, let's do better.
1: Mhm. Well, it it, it comes into, like you said, what you were saying earlier, when we weren't being recorded, and I thought it was just, man, right on time, buying into the American dream. Yeah. See, the American dream promotes an individualism. It promotes, you know, individual success, independence, and all of these things. You know, so we buy into that, and we pay into that, not, not really understanding the odds of it all. Not really, because we haven't, you know, from being brought over here, but I'm not even talking about from the my the transatlantic slave trade to the whole Chattel slavery issue we're talking about. I'm just talking about current now, contemporary. In our schools now and how in our society and our communities we don't begin to train our children to be um, productive uh, <laughs> like productive prosperous um, go get us collectively.
0: Right.
1: You know what I'm saying? We teach a man to buy into that American dream, go get it at any cost. Yep. And like you and I were talking about, we see you paid, What well, you said the American dream was at sixty to retire with the gold watch and sit somewhere. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that that's the dream. Go to college that's the dream. get the debt. Get the house, get in debt,
1: get the car, mm-hmm. get in debt,
0: mm-hmm. get the job, forty mm-hmm. hours a week, forty years. Period. After that, you go home and sit somewhere. Yeah. Sit somewhere. Go fishing.
1: Yeah. Go Learn to play golf. Take up a hobby. Yeah. But the American reality is, you know, like I said earlier, American reality is, may I take your order?
0: American reality, half of the people, African-American males, don't mm-hmm. live to collect the social security and anyway. get to retirement age. Mm-hmm. So basically, mm-hmm. you working to finance somebody else's dream because... The African American males don't live that long because mm. they're not taking care of their health, they're in hazardous occupations, they're in hazardous neighborhoods, and that hazardous environments. And so, you know, even that not the one, means, yeah,
1: not the ones that work right. What did you say, sixty five?
0: Yes. Yeah, yes.
1: not the ones that work. Yeah, the yes. niggas that don't work live forever. I never <laughs> understood <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay okay living off the system mm. you know right, we, gotta work right. on that. we have to work on that you right, know right. We'll um, get it together. Right. You do. i'm listening uh, i was listening to myself and it was talk i i was just like man I, I said we have to everyone should be woke operating awake and i'm like okay well who's waking up people then you know what i'm saying because there's so many people that are just so unaware, and and I'm not I'm not saying for, I'm, this is across the board, this is all, social economics. This is there are a lot of people that are ignorant to the problems because they don't want to associate with the problems. They don't want the problems. Don't bring the problems on my block, you know. Mm-hmm. And so there has to be a process of educating people that you know there's better ways to do what we're doing.
1: Right, it's just you know it has to be just placed. My whole thing is put it in their face, devoid of sensationalism and all this other stuff, man. Just put it in their face. Mhm, mhm.
0: Yeah, that's and, one way to do it.
1: Yeah, and and what I mean by putting it in their face is just tie it into. Here's my whole thing. With I want to let's go back. I want to go back a little bit. Um, and talk about the whole woke and conscious thing. Yeah. My, You know, one of my problems with that is, you know, woke to what? Everybody has their different understanding of what this woke is. You know what I'm saying? The comedics will say one thing. The Hebrews will say something different, so on and so forth. We could go on forever naming the various groups. Um, But when, you know, my whole thing is just practical black nationalism, realistic black nationalism, survival black nationalism, which Mm -hmm. simply states we are facing a beast that historically has shown us what they think of us, what we were here to do, uh, mm-hmm. and what they would do to us, and they are continuing a program. We see it plain as day. We put names on it. It's the school, the prison pipeline That's what it is. Yeah. We got yeah. fly Rogan for we know what the problem is. It is really divorcing ourselves, though, from a um, neocolonialist, from a colonized thinking. And when we begin to divorce ourselves from this colonized thinking, I think we will stop having colonized actions.
0: Mm. You know
1: what I'm saying? And it, and that just goes, involves in everything. So, you know, I call that type of, when the brothers go to that extreme, I'm a this, I'm a that, uh, comedic or, or more, whatever. I call that escapism sometimes. Now, I'm not saying all my people who belong to those formations. You know, what? A Big mm-hmm. shout out to them. You know, mm-hmm. but escapism for those to not have to address the real problems that we face as black African-Americans here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what I mean by putting in face. Where are the programs that just teach them how to budget? Teach them how to budget some food stamps. Mm-hmm. Shit is real. People give me and they miss budget. I don't know. When's the last time you've been to the grocery store behind somebody, one of the, the younger <laughs> sisters, a brother with it, ridiculous. Have you yeah. seen
0: it? Yes, I have. And I, I was, And I'm sitting there with my little four or five things in my cart and their cart, they got two carts. I've seen them with two carts. Yeah. And I'm like, all that food would go bad in my house. You know what? It, it gets it, wasted. It's too much. It it's you not going
1: to go bad because all, it ain't everything it in there is the a preservative. <laughs> it's, it's what they do. Preserve everything. <laughs> in it. I ain't even mad if you're doing it. Sister, if that's your brother, if that's your only ride to the grocery store, and that's what it is, you got to get it all in one wop. Get it. But yeah. I'm looking at the thing, and I'm like, See, we need classes. Yeah. Yeah, we did. You know, that's colonized. Think, to me, that's colonized. Yeah. Think, I mean, man, you can't, sus- there's no substance, nothing in yeah. that thing. And like I said, it goes back to what I'm always telling people. You you, you, you feed your child cuckoo puffs, sugar Puff yeah. much, much. Yeah. Then when he's on his way to the bus, you give him a Pop-Tart. Yeah. And then, you know, he gets to school and he's bouncing off the wall. And you let these white folks talk about he need really.
0: And now he just needs him. a
1: proper diet. He, shit, that's what sugar
0: does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you give it to him. You know, oh, I don't... Know.
1: Right. And you give it to him. You got him all kinds of drugs. Sugar, Ritalin. Yeah. All yeah. kinds of stuff. The boy don't know whether he's coming or going.
0: Yeah, sugar is a drug, y'all. just, just yeah. In case they didn't tell, you You know what I'm saying? Sugar is a drug. Caffeine is a drug. All this stuff. And we're juicing our kids up so early. And we getting them on these drugs so early that by the time they do hit puberty, when their body is naturally going through a chemical change, they, their body is all jacked up, don't know up from down. And then we wonder why, as you know, these teenagers are so violent, why depression is so prevalent, why suicide is real. Um, and it's because their body, after we have been jacking their body, we jack them up, we put them up high, we put them down low. We let them crash off these sodas. We do the whole nine. And then by the time they get where their body is supposed to do these changes, they don't have any coping skills. They don't know how to handle it. And this is where we see all of our problems pop up at.
1: Yep. A lot of them do, but you know it comes it, in the house because you know bad you know those bad habits. A lot of our youth. Here's what I've come to understand why a lot of times it's hard to confront the youth, and not confront them. I mean in a hostile manner, but I mean just to address some of the issues because they're reflective. Yeah. They're reflective. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I'm sitting here, you know, uh, my son's eating all the cocoa puffs and all the junk, yeah. this and that. You know, and then I should bring my nine hundred pound self yeah. in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Can, can I be real? Absolutely. You know, if my son, if I'm, if my son's dropping out of school, and he boy, what you all you do is uh, play video games and smoke weed while I'm puffing a blunt. We're smoking, go much. Right. I mean, so it's right. a lot of times it's hard to confront them on things because it's reflective. Yeah. So what you know, this is. We do talk about African communalism. We talk about um, things of that nature. You make it a communal effort. Hey man, you know what? You know you burning. You'd be killing yourself. This shit is no good. I'm burning. It's no good. Mm -hmm. Let's quit together. Let's cut back. Tell you what. You know what I'm saying? Let's go in on a community sack. And this is the only thing we're gonna pinch off of until we get done with it, or whatever. You know whatever creative little way you got to. But make it. Let's get out of that. There again. Going to my colonized thinking. Let's get out of that authoritarian type of thing, you know. And I know that worked for us for a certain degree. Do as I do, not do as I say, not because I do. That worked with our parents because they had a village to back it up. Yes, they did. Yeah, they had had a, I mean? a, had had a lot of
0: backup. A lot of backup. A
1: lot, a lot of backup.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Right. We don't have that backup like that.
0: Mm. You know, we separated ourselves. You know, mm. back in the day, I mean, even though I was an angel, a perfect a little angel. I'm sure. I'm um, sure. <laughs> back in the day, if you were caught out there getting in trouble, whoever caught you got you. And then yeah. they would take you. I mean, when I say got you, I'm talking about you get paddled, faint, lectured to death. You'd be like, no, please beat me. You know, like, mm. no, 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 And then they would take you to your mother. And then your mother would beat you twice, okay? One, for mm-hmm. whatever you did. Two, because someone else had to correct you. And mm-hmm. then she's going to tell your grandma, your aunties, oh, I can't believe this. It meant something to not want to embarrass your family, not to get caught out there, not to want to, you know. Now that same type of community pressure to do good isn't there.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: It wasn't just our parents saying be good. We had community. Ms. Jenkins was up in the window looking at everybody. Oh, no. I mean, we had people that were watching. Hey, 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 come on over here. Come Mm -hmm. on Leave that alone. Come on over here. We had Mm -hmm. people that were actively watching us, actively watching the neighborhood. You know, there was a time where the brothers would all go out and be like, hey, we're going to be seen walking this neighborhood, you know. Mm -hmm. And we want everyone, including the police, to know, That we are here, we're here. So you don't have to be here, you know, knuckleheads. Y'all can't be here. So you know, there was that community aspect. So you know, communalism isn't just about cohabitating, but it's about looking at you know your neighbor as your own, looking at each household as your own household, and being concerned and everything. And you know, because people. When I'm out working or when I'm out in the community, people talk to me and everything, and (laughs) my mother be like, well, you know them? No. I ain't got to know them. You know, people see me with the children. Oh, is that your child? No. All of my children. What are you talking Mm -hmm. about? Mm -hmm. And so when you stop seeing the us and the them and you just start seeing us, the way that you operate changes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah when you stop seeing the us and the them. Correct. And we stop right. Right. And then you'll stop seeing, see when we stop seeing the us and the them, we'll stop seeing the them as an enemy, Correct. as a particular threat. Correct. You know. And then
0: that gives us also a little more patience
1: too, because
0: mm-hmm. we know like in, in our individual families, there's always that one crazy one, a little off, you know, a little special. What do we do? We just, look, we keep them away from the children. And then we keep it, you know, we might give them their plate. We have to understand that they make a big mess. But we're patient because that's part of our family, okay?
1: Why yeah do we well, You'll get yelled at in my in my household. You'll get yelled at. you be over there and, oh, crazy mama call. Okay. <laughs> okay. Go. okay. <laughs> Y'all know Charlie oh. Over there setting on firecrackers. You crackers. know that boy <laughs> done been to
0: Vietnam? <laughs> you got to get everybody killed. You, know? <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs>
0: you trying to get everybody get killed. everybody
1: killed. Okay. Yeah. And, at the,
0: and at the same time, in the middle of all that, we knew that that was family.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: When did we stop caring about each other like that? See, that's my question. Was it the drugs that made us stop caring about each other? Um as was it the social economic divide
1: All that, that made us
0: stop caring about each other, you know? Um, there was something that happened where people said it's better for me to be with me and that's what they did.
1: Man, they took out they took out when when we integrated, they took out, I'm not gonna say the best of our community, but the more prominent. A lot of shopkeepers, a lot of the more prominent, a lot of the uh, um, more, you know, the teachers, the people that could afford to leave certain neighborhoods. And all the time they left the neighborhoods, it wasn't because they wanted to be white and they wanted to live next to white people. Sometimes, unfortunately, not in the later day, or not in the early days, in the later days, sometimes unfortunately, those that tried to stick around after a lot of them had left became targets.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I'm saying? We have the uh, we, you know, have the strange thinking, the strange behavior of preying on ourselves. Yeah. So they moved out when you when you when they took out the the more prosperous and prominent people, man, it left a certain and I hate to say class. And then you and introduce into this class the despair, the destitute, because, like, you didn't took the jobs and shit of leaving now and this and that. The money's gone, so industry dries up. The shopkeepers, show, you know, rob crime goes up. Yeah. You know, now you introduce drugs in a community full of depression and despair. Right. So not only does it create a victim, but now you got you got young wolves, you got hungry people, so you got the victims, but you you got people who are seeing opportunity here.
0: Well, and sure in that know.
1: taking advantage of that opportunity, they become uh, inhumane towards their own because it's blood money at this time. But you see, okay. but I'm eating my dude. But man, that you know, you do know that's Miss Johnson, dog. That's Miss yeah. Johnson. Who? Man, she gonna buy it from somebody. Yeah. She ceases to be Miss Johnson. Yeah. It okay. just, I mean, I've seen it change the whole community.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it does it very quickly, unfortunately.
1: Quickly. It does Let's it give out real quick because I want you to talk. Let's give out the call. Again, this is uh, the People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination. Uh, I'm your brother, Yang and Kruma with Sister Seven on. Uh, we're talking about five on the black-hand side, just open topics, issues, and discussions. If you like to chime in, what's going on in your neighborhood, get in on this conversation, uh, get some information or whatever, man, please, hit one. We'll recognize you, invite you to the show, and um, you can participate. I'm sorry. All right, Seven, go ahead. What were you saying? Um.
0: So I, I, I hear the the uh the call for topics and everything else like that. And everybody knows I got uh special love for uh a particular group. So can I switch up the topic on you for half a second?
1: Go ahead, I'm with it. Switching okay.
0: Up. Okay. So this is my five, all right. I wanna know um how you feel, what's the plan, what are you thinking about when it comes to this border problem? You know how I feel about the Mexicans?
1: Mm, them, them, your peoples.
0: Those are my peoples. <laughs> <I do>. <laughs> Disrespectful. <laughs> them,
1: my, your peoples.
0: They are. You know, yeah. You know what, one of the reasons why, okay, growing up in Miami, I grew up around a lot of different nationalities, not Mexican, mm-hmm. but a lot of different nationalities. And so I'm accustomed to seeing nationalism in, uh, from other people without mm. it offending me. It never Mm -hmm. offends me because I know African Americans have their own culture. I've seen it. Whether we want to recognize it or not, whether Mm -hmm. we want to participate in it or not, we have our own culture. Mm -hmm. So, um, But I have a problem with this Mexican stuff because I feel like my house might be the next one on fire if we don't pay attention to put this fire out first. You know what I'm saying? I have a problem with the way that they're treating and handling uh, this border issue, because I, I, I believe, I'm not an analyst, political analyst, but if that situation were fixed tomorrow, I think that they would jump right on African-American experience and, and really try to be detrimental to us. And so that's I'm really like, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. I think we are the next ones on the list, and that's why it makes me nervous. Wait and, a minute.
1: Uh, would Wait a minute. Let me understand. Who would try to jump on this thing? Are you saying the Mexicans would help us or who?
0: That, no, what I'm saying is that after the – see, African Americans represent money to the government. Yeah. Whether we are incarcerating ourselves or allowing, you know, going for the easy traps, whether we are living in public housing and the government's paying themselves contracts to build it, contracts to house it, take care of it. Um, They're paying themselves property taxes and everything else like that, whether we're getting the food stamps and they're paying the farmers not to produce food um, that we're not going to buy with the government money that they've given us, that they've given to us. So African-Americans are part of a system that works for our government. Right. My thing is right now, these Mexicans are, they're trying to find a way for them to create a system, see Mexicans aren't on our our government anywhere.
1: Right. Who's and trying so, to find a way for them to create? They're trying to find. Who's trying to find a way to, for them the to create? The government.
0: The government.
1: And they're I believe that.
0: Yes. And I believe if they found, because don't forget, um, Hispanics outnumber African Americans as they are the leading minority now. So my thing mm-hmm. is, what to stop them from plugging them into the machine and getting rid of us?
1: So they're, they're too woke. They're too woke. The, ne- the Negro in America is, what What did the chief tell us? He's domesticated. Oh, We're that's a that's safe bad. investment. He <sighs> practically thinks for this Negro in America. The, the, the few of us that are awake, the few of us that do rebel, we still got comrades in penitentiary. They have a place for They still have the ability, they feel, to contain us. I think that they feel that not enough of us are um, angry enough or just, what you say, awake or conscious enough to really begin to uh, affect the change to that degree, to, to get the masses to sway that degree. They look at before revolution, there must be a resistance culture. They're looking at our resistance culture. We don't have a resistance to anything they dangle in front of us. So, I, you know, for them to, but you talking about the Hispanics, they have their own culture, their own language, their own little understanding.
0: Their own food. Their own, their own food. Under, yeah, yeah. that You know, all of that. That is, that is like the rudest thing See, I think I've ever heard in my entire life. I'm gonna to have to go no. back and listen to this whole show just so I can get back and hear <laughs> verbatim what that was. No. Okay now now tell me again, there there has to be a an environment of resistance.
1: Yes. Before there can be a revolution. There must be an environment. We have to create a culture of resistance. Our children, we must begin. Our children must begin to resist those things that are not advantageous to us as African people. And we don't. We haven't built up the resistance, let alone to go into revolutionary state. We're revolutionaries because we're trying to elevate, uh, get our people prepared to take advantage of, of of the opportunity of revolution. But it starts with resistance first. Our people have to resist the things that keep us in the state we're in. Self-inflicted shit. That's why we talk about we're the Black Panther Party for self determination. Some of what we're going through is self inflicted. Let's shake that off first. Yeah. Once we shake that self inflicted off, then we can start really talking. You know what I'm saying? Once we start and nobody's trying to get anybody to be vegan or I don't eat this. We're talking about moderation. We're talking about versus health. I don't care what size you are compared to their little chart. Oh, you're supposed to be this, you're supposed to man, that's an African woman. I know you're not comparing her to that cave, that tree climber, that cave where I know you're not doing that, so what is healthy for that voluptuous, beautiful African woman, for that thick hearted, solid, rugged, strong African warrior, what's healthy? you know, and I think that we have to start looking in those terms what's good for us psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, economically, as well as physically. You know, but until we build that, so to try to get the Mexicans, like you said, who got their own food, yeah, who have their own way of life, their own way of talking, man, it would take a lot, it would take centuries for them to, to even get a, a foot toe of what they've done to the black African here in America. The Negro here in America has just, <laughs> is he a, is, that's why we new Africans. The Negro here in America is that, a new African. man he is, yo. And so you he
0: said is, yeah. they have not. Learn to resist the very things that are detrimental to us.
1: Absolutely. <sighs> mm. Absolutely.
0: A resistance. Absolutely. So, are we are we moving ahead of ourselves by even thinking about a revolution?
1: I mean, I think that that's long term aspirations and goals. If to change the system, we're basically saying that's to me is like an old catchphrase for saying change, man okay and that and that's by any means necessary i'm not gonna be i'm not a reform i don't believe i can vote my way out of this shit i don't stuff excuse my language i don't believe i can vote i don't believe in going through you know playing with your politics to that degree do i believe in politics yes i believe, i definitely believe in local politics i believe black people should run for everything from dog catcher to county commissioner Whatever. We should have a black face in that place. And not just I say black face in that place to be hip and fly, but one conscious of black unity. If he can't say black nationalism, let him use the key phrase black unity. Unity, solidarity, working together. Okay, you saying some right stuff, then we're gonna check you out. But um yeah, until we but until we get the, the, the culture to resist, you know, the things that get because we buy into the American dream. What we were talking about and the American dream is individualism. The American dream is work hard, keep your head down, don't cause any trouble, boy. Pay your dues, pay into the yeah. system. And like you said, when you're 65, you get your gold watch, you get to retire, yeah. you get to go fishing. Don't uh-huh. call, don't do this, don't mess up your record, You gonna, that's going to get your record. What crowd you hang with, don't do that. especially now being black, don't wear that hoodie, shave the hair yeah. off your face, don't yeah. do this, don't yeah. listen, touch your lips. Why are you saying ain't and did the book? Well, you look like a, a, man. Yeah. So we train our children to be more European sometimes than Europeans. White boys be cooler than black dudes.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But they can afford to, of course, though. Yeah,
0: Yeah, It's it's a different type of understanding. Yeah, right. (laughs) We've had many a conversation about, um, what is the word that you hate so much? What's that word? Ah, uh, oh my goodness! It's not privilege. We all we all we know about privilege. It's entitlement.
1: Entitlement. Entitlement.
0: <laughs> it's entitlement. We we you know what are you entitled to? What is yours without question? What can you do without needing prior permissions and stuff like that? And I and we don't entitle our children. And our children don't get to walk around with a certain level of entitlement to them, even though they should. So you're absolutely correct. We don't give them that. You know, there there are a lot of, we give them fear. We give them concern. You know, every time the mother worries about, oh, my God, you know, is my son going to make it home, you know, that we're giving our children fear. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that is not going to assist them in getting home. Knowledge about what they're facing and knowledge about how to handle situations, that will get them home. But the fear, that's not going to help. No, it's not.
1: And see, and that's what I mean. So the, but, you know, it's the entitlement for for what thing? That's the other thing when we're talking about the Mexican uh, (laughs) and the black thing. Um, You know, we feel entitled, and we should feel entitled. We built this country. We want a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So they dangle, we have, there's a lot of carrots, carrots, mm-hmm. they can dangle in front of us. Mm-hmm. With my Hispanic brothers and sisters, and I hope I'm not being too raised, I'm just keeping it real, man, they'll still wear a Run DMC shirt with cowboy boots. Hell they care. <laughs> they, hell they care. They have their own, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yo, yeah. you be seeing them in the laundromat yeah. with the little girl with the wearing dresses on and stuff. Fit. <laughs> There they don't guess. care nothing about that, so you can't. That's so what? What carrot can they exactly. dangle in front of them to entice? You know what? What? What, what would they sell their, their soul for? They not now do you, do have, some,
0: They're not so now, you do have some. They not so right now you do have
1: some second. now I'm gonna tell you the politics, and I will say this: I think the politics change, and this is be a good one for war to get in on uh-huh. because we're in the south, and yeah. when I go out west, the Mexicans mm-hmm. out west are not like the ones we have in Georgia.
0: No, they're not. <laughs> That's a whole other animal right There's there. A, oh, we
1: went to Texas. There was a whole different type. I yeah. see one step out of an a <laughs> F-150. They had to get a step ladder for him to get into <laughs> it. Cowboy had bigger than him. More rhinestones on his belt buckle. Yep. Boy, they, were pay- yep. they weren't like yep. not knocking and curious. I'm not trying to be stereotype, but they weren't like the line-cutting. Little dudes, you see Home Depot <laughs> cat. Little dudes, see you laughing. That's where they gonna say. I'm clowning, and I'm not. I mean, out there is a different type of, you know, Mexican. It's so different.
0: it's very different, and they're very serious, you know. Yeah. Um, and everyone takes them seriously, and and so it's very, very different. Very, very different.
1: So I'm sure. So I would love someone from the West Coast or who has a, have had a different experience with them to. You know, how do you feel about it? How do you look at the, the, the whole thing? You know, maybe you know, part of their fight about going back across the board and doing those people like that in Texas and California is cause they saying, man, yeah. this is Mexico. Yeah. You know, you got some cats, I you know, had seen some brown beret literature one time. They got like we got the Republic of New Africa. Right. They got some stuff. I don't know what it's yeah. called, but I think I think California, Mexico is included in their plans. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So when, you know they have their own little
0: thing. Yeah, when I went to Arizona, they uh, their presence is very strong, and there's special laws in place for states that border Mexico and everything else like that. So mm-hmm. not only um, are the Mexicans impacted, but the Americans that live on that border are greatly impacted. And so it's like you know how, like I said, when do we start to get alarmed?
1: And their treatment. When does that I, start to bother right, us? Man, I, I mean, we're we're long. I'm I'm not alarmed at their treatment. I'm, you know, I'm like, man, that's wrong. Typical cracker stuff, though. You know what I'm saying? But I, I can't. It's hard for me to just get overly emotional and say, man, it's just way too much going on in my community, man. Listen, Jorge. I, man, look, man, do what you got. I hear you, bro. Do what you got to do. But if you're looking for really that type of support outside of a prayer, uh, I don't know. You know, I just had a pregnant woman murdered by a police. And, and I'm fighting for border. I'm fighting for the wall. I'm getting young men being murdered. You know what I'm saying? I'm fighting for the wall. I, I, you know, I don't understand. Like, I got, you know, my comrade out there, I love. The brother, you know, he he got a Panther formation. I like what the brother's doing. You know, he does put up a lot of pictures. He's really pushing this multicultural, multi-ethic Panther. If you knew the Panther of old, you would be. We know all of that. We ain't talking about it because we're choosing to. We know all that dumb stuff we felt like they did. We looked at, and when I say dumb stuff, not in the sense of them at that particular time thinking it's the right thing. It's just, that's where it got us. Now it's time for black people to pull their stuff <laughs> together. we got to quit waiting for the great white hope. we got to quit showing that we're the most diverse. Black people always want to be the most go kumbaya with some goddamn body. We always want to show that we're the, the most mistreated in mm-hmm. civil in the history of civilization. And we always want to be the first to show that we're bigger than the scars we carry. We can work with anybody. Man, I'm scarred. I don't trust none of y'all crackers. And y'all Mexicans, I got an eye on you too, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. opposite opposite. Opposite.
0: Okay. So um <laughs> we we have opposite views on that, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: We just we just okay. Talk to me.
0: <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. Now, because uh, I hear what you're saying. See the problem is that even though African-Americans will stand in uni- in you know in unison with other people, um, very few people stand in unison with African-Americans, which is why I'm a black nationalist, okay? Right. Because someone has to be. Because we have too many African-Americans picking up other causes and not saying that they shouldn't. They absolutely should, especially if that cause affects you. But there are many that will completely n- neglect the African American issue that we're actively having, you know, one population, and I'll, you know, I'll say it, I don't care, um, one population that does this, in my opinion, is the gay community. You yeah. know, the gay, the gay community has lots of resources, um, lots of votes, lots of, uh, a lot of things that could be beneficial to the African American understanding and struggle, but they choose to put theirs in a sexuality into their sexuality and into that cause, and um, I understand that why they may do it. They may do it because um, the African-American community is not that open with them. It has not, in general, accepted them, but I need them to know, like I tell any and everybody, if your skin looks a little bit like mine, you have my issues. Now, you can be over there with the gays, with the moors. You can be over there with the mom PTA moms, you can be over there with the bangers. You can be over there with whoever you want to. I guarantee you, if you look a little bit like me, you have some of the same issues that I have. Yeah, there they they know that. To care what I'm doing and what I'm going through.
1: And they know that, man. It's that it's this, you know, homophobic atmosphere in the so-called conscious community, man. That has man. Them homosexuals know that. You know, yeah. man. They jumped in my stuff for making a statement that I don't care about a person's sexual orientation if they're black, when they can lend them resources. They go through what you just said. Same thing you just said. They go through the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Man, they got I endorse. I support. I. Nobody said anything. I understand, um, really, and especially like places in Atlanta, where there is a strong cultural natu- nationalist movement, yeah. and some of it even being masqueraded with black nationalism. And so I do understand why I would never advocate, endorse, support, uh, promote homosexuality because I believe in the African family, I believe in procreation, I believe in a man and woman, I believe in heterosexuality, all of that. And that is my open stance and I stand on that and I die on that. As a black nationalist and a revolutionary and a fighter, I'm not going to question, to save me the trouble all that, I ain't even going to question your sexuality partner. Mm -mm, mm -mm. You can shoot a gun, can you shoot straight? I don't care, (laughs) I'm not peeping through (laughs) your window. No, I'm I'm not. not. Look, I'm out not of trying to. And <laughs> Keep when me we, out of that. you know, right, saying out of all that, I don't know yeah. nothing about that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even the military had got hip one time. And said, "Don't ask, don't tell." Shit. That's Just they right. look, right. look, we don't yeah. want know. So mm-hmm. I don't want know all of that. And what ended up happening by us alienating, like you said, and isolating that whole segment yeah. of African people, them white boys, white sissies. Grabbed them yeah. up and said, hey, we can use your economic resources, your yeah. manpower, your labor, this and that. And they tell me, I know a black lesbians say that the, uh, um, they still don't run nothing in that community, black people, and said, in fact, white homosexual
0: men yeah. Yeah.
1: hate yeah. black homosexual. They love straight black women. They tell me white homosexual men love straight black women. Said so they love to be around them. They so said they hate black homosexual men. Mm. So it's a whole. They're going through the whole racist political bullshit in their own community. Look, man, just yeah. stick with the black. I ain't saying don't fight your little social yeah. struggle over there, but you have a black struggle. But some of them yeah. would participate. Yeah, it's just their sexual orientation. And like me, I, you know, I party. We have a party. I'm not going to admit, never will admit, a any an open homosexual to my party. Point blank. It's against our principles and our ethics. I'm sorry. We believe in the black family. There ain't nothing, I ain't trying to knock you. I ain't persecuting. I'm not throwing stones. This is just not the place for you. I'm sure, you know, they got all kind of little good fruity shit going on over there. You got to join the fruity <laughs> <I'm kidding. Okay>. brigade. <laughs>
0: I'm
1: sorry. I'll strike be an Archie comment. Bunker today. I will be an Archie Bunker today.
0: We're going to strike those comments from the record every <laughs> day. <Okay. laughs> <laughs> you cannot say that no ass hotel. you can't say foodie brigade.
1: You right, can bro. say foodie brigade. No, not foodie
0: brigade. Okay. I don't, no. I think mean, that's politically insensitive. I don't know. Okay. But uh, <laughs> after that, I do hear what you're saying.
1: Right. I do.
0: And so you know, when when it comes to this fight and this, this is how uh, the vote gets divided up so much. You know. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. then we'll have religious understandings. You'd be like, okay, well, I, I, you know, I don't mind being in the organization, but this organization is run by a bunch of Muslims, and I can't get with them. And I'm like, are they? Do they have a black nationalist theme? Okay, are are they working for okay. the people? You know, does mm-hmm. their religion have to impact your decision to support them? And the answer to that, unfortunately, is yes. And so, you know, we have a thousand one reasons why we can't work with this one or we can't work with that one while forgetting the one reason why we can work with them. And that one reason being uh, they're helping the people, you know, they're working with our community, you know, they're, they're going to, it's going to impact us one way or another. See so this is what growing up in Miami, growing up in some of the places I've grown up, either I can help this young child out now or I'm going to meet them later. And when I yep. meet him later, it may not be to my favor. It may not be in my favor. It may not be to my benefit. So it might be better for me to help him now while mm-hmm. I can before he goes too far and goes to a place where I can't help him.
1: Well, I, I don't know if it's to, to me in a case of like we're talking about the amount of helping or not helping. It's a matter of indifference. I, You know, it's not – I'm not going to – not so much, I'm not going to go out of my way to help. It's not, I'm not going to, how can uh, I help you? You uh, know, how How can I help what, I need to know what assistance looks like to you. If it looks like more than a prayer, I'm saying, then I'm sorry. I'm fresh uh, out. Uh, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm not going to get out there and pick it for why Then, like I said, politics are different. Mm-hmm. And pick it for the wall when we're being slaughtered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When yeah. our school systems are failing us. When we don't understand economics, when we're killing one another, when, like you said yourself earlier, we have the opioid epidemic. I'm sorry. Yeah, I yeah. No, I'm not sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I can't pick it for – I empathize. I know what it's like to be a nigger. Been one all my life. I know what it's like to be treated like – I know what it's like to be treated like doo-doo. I know what it's like to be spat on. I know what it's like to be harassed. I know what it's like to be uh, terrorized. I I know. I'm sorry. Two things, you're going to fight or you're going to get used to it. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, we still in the fight. I can't stop my fight to aid and assist his. And what ends up happening every time, man, is without fail, we aid those fights. We get in those fights and we get left in the dust. It won't be the first time we did it with the Jewish people. We was their buddies. White folks, these uh, uh Protestant white people. Up here, these, these, these crackers in the South and all that, and these good Jesus-loving crackers don't like Jews. And they gave the Jews the blues. Yes,
0: they did. And we rocked
1: with the Jews toe-to-toe. I think Cornell West has a good book about black and Jewish relationships. We rocked with the Jews toe-to-toe, hand-to-hand, kumbaya. And the Jews got their thing together and got a little niche up in here and, and got their thing and took off. Yep. Sold the yep. building to the Koreans. You worked Ooh. in the Jewish building. Ooh. You worked in the Jewish store. You mopped that. You mopped Goldstein's floor. You did all that stuff for good old Goldstein. He's a good. There's a good white folk. There you go. You ain't talking about that white Jew. I say you that bagel hook nose eating Joker. Uh, you just you loved it, and you loved that Jew. And, and when that Jew got on his foot and moved out, that Jew showed it to Chin Lee. Showed it yeah. to the Korean. And now you're in the, sitting in the cooler, sitting by the cooler on the crate guarding the Koreans' uh, grocery products. Yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah. we've been there. Yeah. And the Koreans leasing it now to the uh, Indians. The so, Indians. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I do. I do. I just don't – when does it stop? You know what I'm saying? When When do you get involved? What? What does it take? You know, because my thing is this, I hear what you're saying, because you're saying, I can't lend support over here while I have problems over there. But we're not working over there either. You see what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, you know, that means you're not doing anything.
1: No, you you know, they say the squeakiest squeak wheel gets the oil. Mm-hmm. So right now, they're just getting a lot of media attention, a lot of national coverage, which is cool, because... Uh, you know, that's where their support comes in. They're going to get a lot of that. They're going to get that national coverage. They're going to get that thing. While we don't, you know, like I said, that uh, they're getting international coverage, not just national. But like you said, the, the things that happen to us, we're good if we get national coverage. Yeah,
0: yeah. local coverage sometimes. Local coverage. Any coverage, okay. You know, you see what I mean, I'm saying?
1: somebody so the, to admit that plight, we, yeah. we constantly have to fight to keep yeah. our plight at the forefront.
0: Yeah, we're like yeah. the
1: Palestinians. A lot of people forget the Palestinian struggle. Shit, I I read Facebook. I think the Africans on Facebook, the black people on Facebook, are promoting the Palestinian struggle more than the Palestinians. We remember it more than the the Philistines. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, yeah. um, the uh, so we're in danger of our plight becoming that, becoming just a nat. On the world ass, like the world is an elephant becoming an gnat on the the world ass mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying just a a mm-hmm. a, a trifle thing we have to constantly keep our struggle in the forefront, never mm-hmm. forget what you know brother Malcolm told us, even pushing towards that that our struggle become a uh, that we raise it to the level where the world looks at it as a uh human problem right human right. rights violations. Right. You know, but we yeah. have to maneuver through that carefully.
0: Yeah, and, you know, one thing that I'm, I'm thinking about and I'm remembering is um, the human trafficking uh, dilemma that we have. You know, they were talking about, I remember maybe a year ago, maybe two years ago, they were saying how African-American women never get reported as missing. They mm-hmm. don't get national coverage. Um, now, if you're blonde, you, get national, you can get national, international coverage. But there's what they were saying is that African-American women don't get any coverage. No one looks, no one does anything. They get dismissed, you know, before they're they're even thought about. And there was a big push on the trafficking, um, of African-American women. And, um, and of course that was short lived, you know, it's gone back into nothingness, but, um, that was one of the first times that people said you have to recognize that this is being done um disproportionately.
1: Yeah. 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 Mhm. Mhm.
0: Yeah, that that was one of the first times that I really saw them acknowledge, okay, we don't do this proportionately. We do promote this. Um and then they had they made the changes. You know, some Temporary changes, I'm sure, to pacify, and Mm -hmm. that's what it did. And so now everybody goes back to the status quo, and we have black women that are disappearing um, and being sold, shipped overseas, and everything else like that, and it doesn't become a matter of national attention.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, that's how they do. They take it off of, like I said, they they find ways to derail the things that affect us as black Africans here, even with the sisters thing. So to derail that, they'll throw something like the Me Too movement.
0: Right.
1: And it becomes a feminist movement and not a black woman issue.
0: Right.
1: It becomes a woman's issue. And that's right. cool for the women. But I'm telling black women, you have to tell these women, hey, hey you know, that's cool. Yeah. Y'all, you know, and yeah, I know, you know, uh, Harvey squeezed on your, your breast or whatever. That's cool. Our women have been suffering certain horrors and traumas all the way back. Where's the black woman? Now, I was short, and they said, oh, you don't support the Me Too? See, because I don't go into that shit now. Some sisters got some stuff together? That was like an end to sexual harassment, an end to this for black women, an end to something that was specifically indirect. See, I'm not going to – I'm leery of where we're lending our energy to because it takes away from the attention of the black of it. Like we yeah. were just talking about the homosexual movement. Now you got the Me Too movement. You know, I know the sisters did the uh, uh, because one of the things that took off was I think Black Lives Black Lives Matter movement was yeah. uh, founded on Instagram, started by some sisters, very prolific, powerful sisters, if I'm not mistaken. yeah, You know what I'm saying? But it was on a Black Lives Matter type tip.
0: Yep. You know, so they'll
1: get something, and knowing the state that we're in, knowing the state of the black community that the woman is uh, head of the household in a lot, uh, the minority majority,
0: mm-hmm.
1: unfortunately,
0: mm-hmm.
1: of uh, of a lot of these households, to derail that, like you said, they cater to them to also to take that anger. To take that where the spirit of resistance could be birthed at, to take that and to put it in something else and challenge into something that they can control. This is why, you know, I watch movements like you said, like the Mexican even dealing with, because I, you know, I don't want our fire and our energy to be derailed. And I don't want to come off too sensitive, man. Some of that, yeah. you know, it is horrific. What's happening? Snatching when you begin to separate families from we can relate to all of that. It still yeah, happens. Does it happened in slavery. Defact yeah. still does it. I know people yeah. still getting their children snatched from them.
0: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And it is a snatch. And it is mm-hmm. a snatch. Yeah, yeah. I, I trust me. And, and so we we do need to do that. And you were saying derailed. I I was going to say diluted. You know what I'm mm. saying? And so that, that seems to be a big problem where the, the challenges are diluted, you know? So they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll give you that, but don't forget about this. And you're like, okay, well, let me add that. Let me add this. And every time we add things in, the, the main vote, the main situation becomes diluted every, even more, you know? So it's not just about this. And it's not just about that. So it, it, it's definitely a challenge. Yeah, It's 100% a challenge, and, and we have got to keep that fire driven, but, you know, I think that we still have humanitarian challenges. We can't, you know, we can't just sit back and, and allow those things to occur and then complain about, you know, our own um, and then expect outside support or at least tolerance or, you know, change.
1: You know, I think that you can I think that you can incorporate it. You can incorporate it. And sometimes it's it, it might be good to be incorporated because it does get big attention. So when I'm doing a mm-hmm. rally for me or whatever, and I'm talking about the border thing and them snatching the children, I can relate that to the defects. I can relate that to what we go through. I can show a solidarity, a a a camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Um for my Brown brothers from what they're going through. But, you know, I don't know. Like I said, my thing is just how far of a fight am I willing to put up for it. I don't know.
0: Right.
1: I don't know. I don't know if I have the resources, the wherewithal, the manpower, the energy. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Nor nor really, I don't want to say care, but but feel that passionately Mm -hmm. about it. You know, because there's, you know... You know, there's mixed things. I have mixed emotions about it. You know, I'm like some of them, yeah, yeah, because, you know, at Mm -hmm. the same time, too, we can't talk about, we can't forget about the beef going on. There's been murders. You know, we've been murdered Mm -hmm. by Mm -hmm. them. So there's there's some mixed emotions. There's some healing that has to go on and has to take place. But Mm -hmm. that would, for me personally, that would have to happen before I can really see me going out there with a picket sign protesting a wall or just i just don't really give a damn about it like that. You know what I'm saying? If they here, they here. If they gone, they gone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah. Okay. So I hear you, and I feel you. I understand why you feel that way. I really do. And I would love to tell you that you're wrong. That's what I would love to do, but I can't. Okay? Because the reason why I can't is because I have seen us pull attention away from our own issue, and then our issue goes away. Mm -hmm. As far as getting on the table, as far as getting on the bills, um, you know, our issue goes away, and their issue stands. Their issue is always going to stand. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Their issue is always going to be there. And so um, in very few times is the main issue – as hard or as difficult as the African-American issue. Like, white women don't get treated well. They don't get paid equally. They have their own challenges. But those challenges are nothing compared to the African-American woman's challenges. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so that's what I'm saying is that in all of these disparities, African-Americans still have it harder, you know. And so, you know, we can't allow them – you know, they call it whitewashing. You know, we can't allow our our issue to get lost in their issue because our issue is worse. It's harder. And they would love to give it a nice, pretty face. You know, they had a... Um, I remember there was a discussion about... They were talking about slavery. And they, they changed the wording from slavery to I think it was um, workers or servants. Yeah. And um, people were like... No, that's not a servant. That's a slave. A servant is a job that you have a choice. You know we what? have servant, We have servants now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We have people that serve now. Um, mm-hmm. What we what we need to acknowledge though is that these people here had no choice. They were forced at gunpoint, at whip point, um, at their death, at their family's demise. They were completely destroyed. And so we can't allow them to whitewash our, serv- our story into, from slavery to servants, you know, because there they were servants. There were indentured servants. They came from Europe. They worked their time, and then when their time was complete, they were released. Okay, here, here are your papers. Congratulations. They weren't treated like animals. And so yeah. we can't allow that whitewashing of our story, not then and not now. We can't sit back and act like they don't care about killing us. You know, we can't act like they don't care about, um, you know, I mean, I've seen police officers treat African-Americans so harshly, and, you know, it's not the same. There was a man in Douglasville, Georgia, who was naked, and He was running around bothering some people at a shopping center, okay? He was Caucasian. And they did everything they could to restrain this man, okay? They did not taste him. They did not um, shoot him. They didn't do anything. They didn't question his sanity. They got him in his little naked slippery self. They got him into, he didn't have to sit on the asphalt um, with his little naked skin or nothing like that, okay? They worked with him humanitarily, because he was Caucasian. That's where the fight is. So, not that I can fight for all naked people, but when I see that you can, you have the ability to fight and to work with this man, like the South Carolina shooter that went to the church and shot up nine elders, he walked out of that church.
1: Yeah. And they stopped and got him a snack.
0: So, if that can be done, all you're doing is showing me it can be done. So if that can be done, I want it done across the board. See, that's my problem. This is why mm-hmm. you can't lump my stuff in with theirs because they don't treat themselves like that.
1: hmm. hmm And they never and they never will. So when we talk about white privilege and white entitlement. But yeah. to me that's the importance of what black nationalism comes into. See, so when you start having your own, I think black nationalism teaches, you know, they say, or oh, it teaches racism. I think that it teaches like what the 10-point platform program says, I think it's number five. It says we want a true history that teaches the decadent nature of this society and the black man's, black woman's man role in this society. Uh, when we begin to teach our children like we were talking about earlier, um, the graduation, teach, have I taught my child enough? Have I showed them enough? When we begin to teach our children and we begin to um, teach one another and express to one another and understand, that's the word I'm looking for, understand our role in this society, I think that we will do things differently. I really think that we buy into the dream of inclusion. I really think that we believe that some equality is going to be met out to us and that someday, you know, something wonderful is going to happen, and these blinders are going to fall on our eyes, and nobody's going to see color. They're just going to see people. I only see humans, man. Yeah. I only see humans. that That's right, this is the biggest bull of crop. Let me tell I you mean, something. I can be the, the biggest white lover. If I see five white boys walking towards me, I'm getting, you know, um, all my defenses. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, I'm watching. Mm-hmm. So all of that we see human. It is. It's stereotype. That's the world we live in. We need to cut the crap. We need mm-hmm. to cut this Kumbaya crap. I mean, we see color. We're all red, under the, all of that Kumbaya. We see color, and
0: mm-hmm. the way we
1: see color, the way we react is based on stereotypes and perceptions. I'm going to react to a uptown white boy different than I react to this Georgia cracker of redneck. Off the rip. I'm going to react to different skin colors, skin tones, because we've been conditioned to do that. And black nationalism is the only thing that points that out and says you must rectify that. You still into that light skin, dark skin, straight hair, curly, a good huh? So got that good-ha. And all of that stuff, if you still doing that, if we still um, doing specialties, and there's nothing wrong if you have those things and if those are beautiful to you. But if that... Give someone a superiority over another one in your eyes? then you really got to start to begin in the question your standards and your um, your sanity? How came
0: from? And where that where, came
1: from? Yeah, where it came from? What you made you know what I'm think saying? that
0: that was superior?
1: What made but, that better than right. you?
0: So, now if you
1: just like it because you
0: like it, then okay, that's
1: fine. That's right. But because you I really have that option, that's the beauty of being black. Mm-hmm. Then I, you have that option. We have an array. That's why I tell a brother, you want a mm-hmm. white girl for what, man, I have seen with my own eyes sisters that could pass
0: Yeah,
1: i have seen it. You know what I'm saying? So if you want a white girl, we got that within the black community. We got
0: that, too. <laughs> we, got that too okay. we got them look
1: shiny. Like, we got them you look like whatever.
0: Freckles? You, like, you like freckles? We freckles. got that, too. Okay. We got whatever.
1: <laughs> so there's no need to go. But if you do, it, you know, Some of us are going to choose to do that, okay, because that is, now, I'm going to to tell you this, like Emmanuel says, can be Caucasian, but if you decide to date outside of your race, marry outside of your race, as long as not Caucasian, and you're a conscious brother or sister, I'm not even really mad at that. I'm not mad at it because I do understand it on that level of a multi, and that's a whole nother. Listen, I ain't even gonna get in on the show because then I I don't have enough time to because re, I really get some hitting on one. Then that's some <laughs> elevated thinking. You know what I'm saying? Let me stick with my black folks on some things for a minute because that's 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 some elevated thinking. But eventually we'll get to that. But in order to get there, we have to start at step one, and we have to love ourselves. And loving ourselves begins with you as the individual self, and then your neighbor. Here's my challenge, and I'm gonna turn it over to Seven. Here's my challenge. Look, if you don't go, learn two neighbors' names. It's my challenge. Go uh-huh. learn two of your neighbors' names, and we come and and I would love to see that and see where that goes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Learn someone's name. Learn, you know. I know you do a. a, a, a a lot of uh, business at the post office. Yes. So the post people know you.
0: Yes, everybody knows me. Yes. Mhm. <laughs> everybody knows me. And you know what I do? I um, not only do they know me, but I make sure they know what my son looks like. You know, know what your so son I'm, look like? Yeah. So mm-hmm. my my uh, Russian neighbor that lives two doors down, I let them know. Hey, look, this is who I am. This is my boy. This is my child. And they're like, oh, okay. I need you to know, one, that he is with me. He belongs on this block. Mm-hmm. He belongs in this neighborhood. And he is a child. So if you see him acting goofy, that, that's what he's doing. He's being childish. You know, mm-hmm. this, is not, this is not a man, even though he looks and he's built like one. The second he opens his mouth, you're going to know he's not a man, mm-hmm. you know. And so I know my neighbor's children I know my neighbor's husband and what he looks like, and I know he works and comes home in painter's clothes and everything else like that. So I know basically what should and should not be going on over there. Like I want them to know about me. Now, some people say, look, mind your business. I got stuff going on. I got stuff going on. I don't need you all over here. At the same time, as my neighbor, I do need you to know what my car looks like. So if you see some people moving stuff out my house, and it's not going into my car, I need you to know what that looks like. Exactly. Okay? I, know, <laughs> I need you to know what that looks like, okay? Exactly. I need you to have my phone number and be like, hey, sis, you moving early? Because it
1: looks like mm-hmm. some
0: stuff's walking out your door.
1: What's the, exactly, what's the woman in New York? What was that woman in New York? That Manhattan that got killed,
0: and everybody
1: watched it, was in there, and they heard her screaming this and that, and nobody called the police because everyone said that they thought someone else was calling the police. And the black guy was stabbing the white woman down the street, just murdering. He's running down the street. People looking out the window, watching this guy murder. They got him, of course. I mean, just stabbing her to death, and she's running down the street. Help me, help me, please, please, please! Run down. He's just stabbing her, and everybody went interview when they, you know, interview the people on the uh, thing. They asked them why did, uh, you know, no one help, and they everyone said they thought someone else was going to help. Someone else. They called the police. Yeah.
0: That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. That yeah. that is case in point why we have to be concerned with each other. Exactly. Not to the point not to the point that we neglect our own issues and that we neglect our own self. But we do have to be concerned for each other. You know what I'm saying? Human mm-hmm. to human. You know, let let's let's take a moment and, and say, Okay, look, this type of behavior, I, I'm just not gonna sit back and let this happen to you, you know. I'm not going to just sit back and allow this, you know, th- this is wrong, you know. And so I- I'm going to stand here and I'm going to say this, this is wrong. And, and I'm going to wait for, you know, if I need to call the police, I call the police. If it's a sister, you know, I'm the kind of person yeah, interrupt yeah. fight. I,
1: mean,
0: I-, I interrupt the fight. I'll be like, yeah, oh, yeah, a- we're not doing this, you know. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: I think every person has an obligation to do that. Yeah. If you know a wrong, man, it's clearly it's wrong. You see it wrong. You have to like. I, w- I don't care what color you are, even even. And I'm gonna say it. Yeah, uh, I hate to take out all because y'all can make feelings that. But, but I wouldn't even see a white man just get beat like that. You know, one of the princes, my principle is humanitarian. I wouldn't sit there and just let a mob up on a white, you no know, innocent white man. You know what I'm saying? Just you know, a rowdy crowd of anyone. Oh, we're gonna give us a crack of the down. Nah, we're not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I would you know, I would I wouldn't watch a Mexican anyway. I wouldn't just sit there and watch. Now, like I said, if I'm on one side of the park and they beat them on the other side of the park, I don't know if I'm gonna run across the park straight <laughs> 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 So, There's that's what I mean for me. Help so mm-hmm. If if they beat them in front of me, I'm like, Hey man, come on, you guys. Hang <laughs> hey. Maybe they'd be like, Shut your mouth, get back. Hey, okay, wait, buddy. <laughs> I tried.
0: This yeah, you
1: No, no, i but I you know I won't lie. I'll be like, nah man, come on, this is not right. But if it's I'm not gonna go out of my way.
0: Uh, yes you know,
1: I, no, I got issues.
0: I seen you know movie. So I look you can say there what you want on the right air right. I have I have seen you go out of your way when you saw that there was going to be some imminent danger. You went out of your way to help somebody you ain't even like try to get out of a situation. I've seen it.
1: Were so you they black?
0: You to, yes, they were black. They were still wrong. <laughs> it's different.
1: It's different. They, were
0: wrong. they were wrong.
1: Okay. Okay. I, I can't <laughs> even remember but Yeah, if I, if I tried to help them, you know, I'm going to try to help.
0: Them. But yeah, I didn't
1: say that. I say that, and I did help. Well, praise God. I, you <laughs> have to tell me about that. Um. I No, but I, I say this just to say, you know, like I said, I have empathy for him. I have yep. empathy for those. The biggest way I can help you is to help you get this man out of office. I am not okay. going to stand on a picket line. I'm not going to, yeah. you know what I'm saying, really <clears throat> excuse me. go that. Now, this is me on the East Coast. And let me say this, I am the national chairman of the People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination, but this is why I love how we operate. Our local parties have a certain amount of autonomy. So our chapters on the West Coast may have a whole different relationship and and may deal differently. So I don't want this to, I'm saying this because I don't want this to deter anyone from thinking, oh man, you know, I deal with a lot of Mexicans, this and that. No, check us out. Policies are different. Go to your local, listen, I'm going to sound like a commercial. Go Mm -hmm. to a local chapter near you. Find out their policies, find out their things. This is not a national policy. Let me yeah. state this is that we, you know, if we have members out there that are participating in the protest or whatever, this is not a national policy. You will know if it becomes a national policy. But I'm just saying that for Yanger, the brother Yanger. I'm coming out with brother Yanger today. I think that we, our issues uh, are so many and, and, and so heavy yeah. that we can't afford to take our eye off the ball for a minute.
0: Really? I don't know if you
1: ever play. You ever played dodgeball? Yeah. yeah. You I play very good with those it. orange rubber balls?
0: Mm, I'm very good at with, it.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Take your eye off that joke if you want right in your face.
0: Yep, you'd wear it.
1: you going to okay. wear it, don't. <laughs> it. It used to have a sound to it. it I remember. Mm-hmm. They should ban that sport. They to torture me with that sport They should be banned That was abuse I want to go back and sue the school system To ban that sport But um, so I say it's like that We can't afford to take our eye off the ball Correct. And so you know The way that I can support that is Like I said trying to remove this president Bringing light to the hypocrisies And contradictions in the so called American system uh, That's supposed to be for the people But you know I To go all out mm-hmm. To um, really divert some energy and effort and resources, financial resources, I I wouldn't do it. I'm mm-hmm.
0: not Well, I know um, you know my ancestry would tell you one of the best things you can do for that person in trouble is not be a person in trouble. You know, um, right, gotcha. take care to make sure that your stuff is taken care of and and not to add to that to the issue to the challenge. And so. Um, you know, sometimes the best way to handle those things is to handle your stuff first. You know, but really be aggressive with it. See, sometimes I believe because the, the because the, the the trouble is so big that we get overwhelmed and then we freeze. We don't do anything. We get stuck. You know, whether it's stuck in our own mind, stuck in feelings, thoughts, emotions, um, just having a lack of uh, blueprint. You know we're creating our own blueprint as we go, and so you know there are times where I have seen um, the the challenge overwhelm us and stop us, and so mm-hmm. we have to get to the point where we're pushing forward and and making strides, even small ones, but we're insisting on trying to push ourselves forward.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, forward—that's the direction. You know, going yeah, forward is right. the direction. Yeah. But I think that that's a I think that that's a good topic I think that that's hot that's a, um really an issue you know that we have to look at and go what is our relationship with these uh, uh other groups you know yeah. and are uh, helping and aiding them is it f- helping to push us forward you know mm-hmm. and sometimes it, and sometimes it is sometimes it can be advantageous I think sometimes though we have to know when to pull up we don't know when to get off the ship too is a, you know a lot of things mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. we. Being the, you know, with being The uh, Hold on, let's go, let's go to the call Because we got 10 minutes And I've been running my mouth Let's ride to the caller 818 your mic is open Greetings in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit This is Pastor Don Jr., CEO of the Entertainment Worldwide Network Our broadcast network goes out to 3 million households And I've been listening, man I'm very thoroughly impressed It's hard to get into the field every day, two hours, and really lay it down. And a lot of people don't understand the power of this internet. We live in an on-demand society. We digest information at 280 characters every 15 seconds. It's no more sitting at home at seven o'clock for the Cosby Show, getting prepared with a white shirt, and you got to have clean hands and get home for the streetlights. People don't care no more, Mm -hmm. and because we don't have the, the, uh, the values. That, that um, yeah. there's no police in the police and at the same time there's mm-hmm. no police in our OGs and we don't have no gatekeepers anymore because instantly the little old lady gets shot instead of us calling 911 we were filming it live I'm on a ride change the world I just got to keep 100 I, uh, I lived in 40 out of 50 states I knocked on doors for over 4 years I sold books and magazines, Kirby water a whole lot of stuff door to door and I found out that People are all Broke everybody's broke everybody's Broken spirit everybody's lacking Some resources everybody needs a little Something more and what i've realized Is in 2024 we'll have Our time with Me running for president my biggest Thing i stand for is the people And what i mean by the people It's people like y'all that get on these shows, and y'all have a whole audience, and y'all actually touch your audience. I'm tired of people having 50,000 followers on Instagram, and they say, have you shook anybody's hand one time? And they say no. So it's a whole new movement that's going on with the social media thing, but let's not get so unsocial where we can't pick up the phone. Hi, Granny. How you feel today, Granny? You know, I sent you a postcard with a picture. No, it wasn't a pic on your phone. It's an actual real picture. You could touch it. You could put it on the refrigerator. (laughs) Those days are lost, And because day by day, the analog is not going into the digital property, the values are being lost. So it's not just to make America great again. Yeah, I definitely don't like dude. I can't stand dude. I call him 45. I'm going to be 47. He's 45. The whole idea here (laughs) is this. Everybody has something different to bring to the table, and one thing I got to say, Bush was very intelligent because he was smart enough to put a lot of smarter people around him. I have 300 winning team members. They're all from different walks of life. We don't all have it together. The people we work with are 98% of the where we need to be. Everybody's always got that age-old phrase, I want to put my two cents in. Well, the 2% I'm going to bring to your life, I've been doing projects. I helped Barack Obama get elected in 2008. I helped Tito Jackson get a billboard charge success. And I've been own my own entertainment company for 21 years. So I understand business very the most. But one thing I do understand, when you've been working at a business for five years, and just so happens, they now they're they going digital, and they got an app, and you ain't got a job, and you've been playing your 401k, and the business just go ghost everybody's jacked up, and people don't talk about those kind of things that's happening because of all this automation. Again, we have to work together. And I say all these things on this powerful platform. As a black man dropping out of high school when I was 17 because my mama had a an hernia and there was 10 of us living in one house, it's hard times, but I kept it real, and I've been locked up over 45 times. Blood gang, all that stuff. I went through the fire, but I'm a pastor now, and I've been pastor for over 12 years, so With everything, I'm not just jumping out there and just because it sounds nice. I've lived a lot of lives, and I've seen a lot of lives lived, but with the biggest thing with platforms like this, if people don't call in and you don't get recorded, you can't get rewarded. It's like you go down to the welfare office, and they tell you to bring seven items, and you only bring five, and you bring one that's got uh, some ketchup on it from last night mcdonald's uh, you're not getting your 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 uh, application yeah, yeah. approved and you can't get mad at the lady because can't that. get she's yeah, gonna yeah, lose her job so, so, so all these so, things that i'm saying l- like y'all listen, been laying it I down wondered, but you touched on listen listen reverend how you gonna touch on something and so and i only got five minutes you're gonna have to call back in man next <laughs> week how you gonna touch on something and brush it. i'm running for president in 2024 okay. and then just keep going Okay. Like you ain't even said that. I'm like, okay, okay. we we you gotta know. get past the first election in the 2020. I don't want to step okay, on nobody's toes, no. but you got the exclusive. <laughs> so, okay, okay, that's what's up. Y'all you all it out to it your first. people. Believe that, right? Okay, y'all already first, man. People like for self determination. Listen, I'm I'm coming down in my last winding minutes, brother. It was I'm glad you called out. Call you got me, man. Call time. me after the show. Let let's get together because I listen. You and the sister are on point on what I need. It's gonna take me five years to get it right. I shovel two hundred tons of dirt because I've done all this great. White collar work, no boot collar work. So I'm doing five years mm-hmm. on a mental refinery on a reservation. Everything mm-hmm. about me is doing it for a reason. So at the end of the day, oh, please, day. please call me after the show. I'm not one of those kind Listen. of guys that's five by night. I'm here you. I I heard that. It may be not after the show 'cause it's a little it is a little late. So it may not be after this show. I'm I'm gonna get it and we'll try to do it, if not tomorrow, uh sometime, but definitely. I know my callers, the listeners are gonna want you to call back in. Absolutely. Uh, man, and it was great. And definitely great to have you. Seven, I'm going to give you, because we're coming down to our last minutes, man. That was I real can't good. I'm glad you yeah. I can't
0: believe it. I'm like, where in the world did the time go? Because we still got more to talk about. So I guess that is going to have to wait until next show. I'm so mm-hmm. glad to be back with the people. Really, I am. I thoroughly yeah, enjoy this. I, I learn way more than what I put out, you know, because I'm constantly in a mode of learning and I'm constantly in the mode of trying to understand how to assist better, how to be better. So, you know, I really appreciate everyone's input and patience while we're growing. So we can come, become better for the people. So, um, I'm glad to be back. Very glad to be back.
1: That's what's up, man. It's good. And it feels good. And I echo that sentiment. Uh, cause it's what's up. It feels good to be back. It felt good to spend the time with y'all. Thank everybody for chiming in, man. And thank, uh, Man, just everybody for chiming in. And I know my guy had some people calling, so I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Like, you wouldn't believe. And, like, I always with you. I'm going to leave you like I with you, man. All powers to oppress people. African power to an African people. Black power. Catch you next week.
0: fight you, I fight myself, I fight God to tell me how many burdens left, I fight pain and hurricanes today I wept, I'm trying to fight back.